Welcome to the Gain and Retain 365 podcast, where our goal is to educate and motivate aspiring entrepreneurs on how to get started. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with Mac Fresh with the Young Fresh Clothing Company. How you doing, brother? I'm doing great. What about you? I'm blessed, man. Yes, Highly favored, man. Yes, yeah. How's everything going today? It's going great. Going great. It's a blessing to be here. It's another great day to be great. Man, that's what I'm talking about, man. That's what I'm talking about. You got a pretty busy schedule for the day? Always. Always. Oh, that's a good thing. Yeah, it's a blessing. It's a blessing. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And peeping the young, fresh clothing, man, it's, it's, it's looking nice, man. Man, thank you. Thank yeah. you. Thank I've been you. seeing you make a lot of noise out here, too. Yeah. Being consistent. Yes, sir. You know, like Larry June said, you got to stay consistent if you want to win. You know, persistence, I mean, persistence kills resistance. Okay. I like that, man. Great mindset. Great mindset. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, live by that. So, man, let's let's dive into it. Get, give me the origin, man, of, of the Young Fresh Clothing Company, man. Where did it all start? Man, the origin would just be, you know, about three or four kids in high school. You know, just young men. We went to Parkview, and we, you know, around this time, it's Vans, Jordans, Levi's, stuff like that going on. Ralph Lauren, and man, we just wanted to be fresh. So we kind of prided ourselves on just being fresh, wearing the hottest fashion at the time. And so one of my uh, guys was like, man, we're going to call ourselves Young Fresh. Okay. And I was like, man, you know, it, it, it just had a ring to it. And I was like, yeah, that's us. So then we told our other two homeboys, and it just kind of stuck around school. And we played football. We were amongst what you would call the popular crowd. Okay, so y'all were influential. Yeah, influential. So... I mean, it just stuck around school, kind of stuck, you know, when we went out in the town a little bit in high school, went, got to college, and then, you know, it stuck. So that's pretty much the origin. The I said the motivation and inspiration from that was to say, you know, we want to get our own clothes one day, have our own clothes, our own clothing brand, and we just built from there. So who, who, who decides to, hey, man, let's put it on a shirt or let's put it on a hat? Who, who initiated that? I would say uh, my bro KJ, because he was the one who was really, I guess you would say, forward thinking at the time. But, you know, when you're 17, 18, you pretty much focus on everything else but business. Right, right. right. But I, I would say my bro KJ, he was the one who was like, man, we need to have a business. And that's pretty much where we went or the thought came, like, let's, let's have a business or we can have a business. So once KJ said, hey, let's, let's, let's turn Young Fresh into a business, what was the first step that you took? To be honest, we didn't take any step after really? that. We took, probably took a step backwards. But like I said, we were 17, 18, man. We were just trying to party, have fun, play sports, you know, get all, you know, the girls. Right, right, right. But the average teenager. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's been the average teenager. But years later, about three to four years later, around 21, Nobody really said anything. You know, we had a couple of meetings, but nobody really said anything. But after we turned 21, I said, man, I really want to do this. So, so I, started at the age of 17, and at the age, uh, four years later, you finally decided to get serious about it. Right. So up until then, it was just a name. Right. Okay. Yeah, it was just a name. And if you knew us, then you know that's what we went by. Some people just called us that, or YF for short. I got you. But around 21, yeah, at 21, I said, man, 
I want to be serious about this. I did some research on Google, asked one of my aunts because she had a business at the time. And so I did my research and I set the guys down. We had a meeting and the meeting went great. You know, we all picked a role. And just like one thing I learned from, from life is like, you know, everybody can talk, but not everybody follow with uh, action. Mm -hmm. So basically, uh, my bro KJ, he the only one who really hit me up on the business standpoint. So from that point on, I just moved forward with him. It was just him and I. But like the other two guys, you know, they still supported and everything of that nature. But as far as like paperwork and legit business, it was just him and I. And so what was the first thing that you, you guys did to get it, get it started? We pulled up to the bank on this guy named Drake. Drake is a couple of years older than us. He went to the same high school as uh, me. And we pulled up on him because he had a clothing brand. Or he has a clothing brand by the name of Smith & Brandon. I think it was called Supreme when he first started but we pulled up on him at his job because I, I knew he worked at the bank. And we just asked him how, how could we get started and how could he help us. And he just gave us one piece of information. And he said, go downtown and get your name. And he gave us the directions to the Secretary of State building. Mm -hmm. And at the time, we were like, man, why would he give us only one piece of information? Yeah, you an important piece, though. Yeah, he gave us like a huge piece of the puzzle. Mm -hmm. But like years later, now I can say, okay, he gave us this one piece because if you really want something and I give you the the centerpiece, you can figure out what the place around it. Right. So I greatly appreciate him. And yeah, we just uh, put up to his job. He gave us the information, went to the Secretary of State, did the LLC paperwork. Got you. And then from there, man, it's a whole lot to have it from there. Um, so for anybody that's listening that, that you know, they need to know what's the X, what's the X, Y, and Z. After the, after you got the LLC, you're good with the state. You know what I mean? Right. What was what was the next step that you guys did? Okay, the next step we got us a screen printing shop, and the screen printing shop was located in Jonesboro, and we still use them to this day from time to time. Their name is Pink Ink, but at that time, you know, we just starting out. Nobody to really turn to and say, hey, how do you do this? How do you do X, Y, and Z? So at that time, we just developed a wholesale relationship with the screen printing company, but we didn't have our necessarily our tax ID numbers. Okay. Like we had the tax ID because you get a state and federal tax ID. So once you get your LLC, no matter what you do, make sure you get you a state and federal EIN or tax ID number. Because we had the tax ID numbers and we gave it to them, but we didn't know that we could contact wholesalers on our own and use our tax ID numbers and pay for our clothes at a wholesale price. So at first, yeah, we were making money and making sales, but we really were losing because let's say they charge us $7 for a sweatshirt. Mm -hmm. They charge another double what it may cost to pay for it. So we paying double the price for the product, paying for the screen printing, and paying to get it shipped to them and shipped back to us if we didn't pick it up. So for anybody with a business, make sure you get your tax ID numbers, research what you're doing, because nobody's really going to tell you, hey, you can save money here, you can save money there, especially when you're paying them because that's less money in their pocket. Right, right, right. I mean, they're in business to make money, so. Right. Can't blame I, them. I, I can't. I can't. Yeah. So once you guys... You learned that early on. Right. Okay. And then then moving forward. So you said it's pink ink? Yeah. Okay. And you were outsourcing the, 
the manufacturer or the production of young fresh clothing to them. They were right. making your and you started out uh, just t-shirts or. Well, we started in the fall. We got our samples, our line. If anybody has been following us, you know we started with our Lion uh, logo, and that was November 2013, because we wore it to UCA Homecoming. Me, KJ, Sam, uh, Q, and Courtney was with us at that time as well. But we wore it to a couple of parties, UCA Homecoming weekend 2013, and it was just a big hit. Okay. A lot of people never ever saw it before. It's brand new. They they wanted it, but we were going to actually release the next fall of 2014. But with the response that we got and this young lady actually walked up to me that following Monday after the homecoming weekend and she grabbed me and she said, where did you get this? I saw this on somebody else this weekend. I want this. Right, right. And I'm like, well, this is my new clothing brand, da, da, da. And she was like, we're well, here, take my number. I'm going to follow y'all on social media, da, da, da. She said, whenever you release it, I'm going to buy it. So we, instead of waiting a whole year, mm -hmm. we just released in January okay. and did pre-orders because the demand was so high. We just said, man, let's just let's just learn. So we literally learned on the go. But why, why, why wait when it's a demand for the product, you know? Yeah, see, that's why we moved it up. Because at first, we were just like, well, we'll get these samples in and we'll pile up on some stock, make some plans. So by next fall, we'll have everything in order. But when the demand came, we just said, man, forget it. Let's just go with what we have now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so okay. So you guys went, you sent it to production, you came out with the, the sweatshirts, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. How did, how did it go when they first hit the market? Man, it went crazy. It went crazy because we did pre-orders. So we ordered just a few sweatshirts really for us just to wear. And we took pictures in the sweatshirts, took pictures of the sweatshirts. And we, we, we didn't even have a website. We had a PayPal link. So people paid us through cash, and they paid us through the PayPal link. And the first order, I think, had about 40 sweatshirts. So, I mean, when you go from zero to 40 within a week or two, that's... Out the gate, that's yeah, good. Yeah, that's, that's some good. numbers. Okay, so the, the sweatshirts did pretty good coming out. What was what was the next step after the sweatshirts? I think we did t-shirts okay. with the same logo, and then we moved to what people call raglans or three-quarter sleeve baseball t-shirts with you. our owl logo. That was our next one. We did that in the spring, and I believe in the summer we did t-shirts and tanks with a few different designs. Yeah, that's, that's what I say, t-shirts and, and tanks. This was 2013. 2014 now. It's 2014. Yeah. In 2014. What was your what was your strategy as far as marketing and advertisement then? I mean, social media yeah. was popular, but it wasn't as prevalent as it is today. Right. This was when, I guess you would say, Instagram was first getting popular. Okay. I mean, we posted on Instagram, posted on Facebook. A lot of it was just us wearing it around where we went to as much as we could, whether you're going to work or you're going to work out, you're going... Well, you're walking billboard for your brand. Right, easy. I recommend everything to buy just, man, wear your stuff every day. I don't care if it's a hat, t-shirt, shoes, jeans, every day. You are your own advertisement, your own walking billboard. But yes, a walking billboard, and we just wore it everywhere, posted it everywhere we could. We didn't get any flyers. We had a few business cards back then, but... I guess it was easier 
when you're at a college campus. Because you guys were still in college then. Yeah. <clears throat> it's always a lot of people. Okay. So you're constantly, like if you're in a class with 50 people and you walk in with something they have never seen, somebody's going to ask you. Yeah, it'll create a conversation. Right. Yeah. So that was a great way of, of advertising. And man, it's just word of mouth. Because Instagram didn't have the stories back then. It didn't have the share button back then. It was just you post a picture and, and you get a couple of likes. So yeah, it was totally different. There was no DMs back then. That was maybe a, like a year or two after we got started. So yeah. Did, did um were you able to run any ads back then? Because I'm not. I think you could, but at that time, I don't even think we knew how to do that at okay. that time. Okay. But I'm not sure that that's that's, that's a good question because I'm just I'm just yeah. curious. Oh. Um, so you guys use your influence on campus to kind of spread the, the word, you know, create awareness for the young young fresh clothing line, right? Right, right. Um, besides on campus, how were you able to get the message out in in your community? Where you from? I would probably say through social media, okay. because it was four of us at that time. I was the only one who went to UCA, and I had a, a guy who started with us in high school, and he helped me a little bit. And uh, the other three business partners I had, they didn't go to school with me. One actually went to TCU in uh, Texas. So she did what she did at her school, plus she did hair. And then uh, my guy Sam, he was older than us. So when he went to work and did his personal training, that's how he advertised. And my bro KJ at his job, and when he was out in his personal time, that's how he advertised. But as far as locally, I would say social media spread. Because, you know, if you post something on Facebook, you know, if you have a nice following, it'll spread. Right. And then just when you, I guess, at a party or going to an event or or somebody just see you out, that's just pretty much how we just got out there. Okay, man. So so starting out, what was the um, what was the return on your investment starting out? Was, Start it, was it, were you in the red? Were you in the black? I mean, were you, was it making sense? That's what I'm essentially trying to get to. Initially, it made great sense. Okay. Because we just, let's say we got about 12 sweatshirts, right? And let's say those 12 shirts, sweatshirts costed us 250 So when you have four people, that's basically three, three sweatshirts a piece. So at 250 and then you do pre-orders, we didn't spend any money to get... So you continue to do the pre-orders, you got the money up front. Right. Okay. But what I learned from pre-orders and getting stock, you can sometimes get too much stock, especially when you don't know your audience or you don't know how your sales, when you can't really project anything and you get a lot of stock, right. you'll kind of mess up. But you have more supply than you have demand. Right. See, we started with pre-orders and then we did a sneaker show in Knoxville, Tennessee. That was our first ever pop-up shop. And I personally spent $1,200 of my own money, and I bought 100 uh, T-shirts. Just 100 different, you know, some of them had different logos and stuff. But the guy who did the event, shout out to my guy, uh, Shoe Hefner. But the guy who did the event, Shoe Hefner, it was in a smaller, like, YMCA gymnasium. It was a smaller crowd and took 100 items, drove five hours, and only sold eight items. Wow. 
So did that even pay for your gas? Maybe nah, I don't think so. Cause it's a five hour trip. Man. But what we learned from that was okay. Now you have ninety two items. You don't have a website. Who are you gonna sell them to? Right. I gotta move these shirts. Right. right. Cause right. they can't just sit here. Right. So what we did was, when I was at UCA, my my boy Q, uh, Stefan, and some more people like barbers and stuff, they came up with this party called Faded. It's like a pool party. Get your free haircut. Uh, free food, burgers, wings, hot dogs. Cool idea. Yeah. <clears throat> so, you know, it's that's great for college students. Free food, free haircuts, right, right. pool party. So I said, man, this is what we're going to do. We're going to take these shirts to the party and we're going to give them away. But if they want to buy it, we'll let them buy it. But we'll give it away because at this point, it's better to give it away and they'll, it'll just be free advertisement for us. That's it. Sometimes you got to give it away, man. Yeah, it'll come back, though. Man, it did, and mm. it came back tenfold. Mm. I don't know exactly yeah. how many we gave away, but we gave away a lot, and people posted on their social media. So now when you have the who's who on campus mm -hmm. or just certain people posting it, they're mm. like, what is this? It's trending. Yeah, where, yeah. Does, right. where does this come from? So now, it, let's say we gave away 30. So now you have about, what, 60-something shirts, 62 shirts or something like that. So now you can sell the rest because now there's a demand for it. Right. Now people want it because they see it. And the more people see it, the more they want it. So people see it, they want it. Now we can make some of that money back. And if we do another show, you might have some inventory to live. But it also just gives you inventory and, and, and a demand. Well, it gives you inventory now to meet a demand mm. versus having inventory and a low demand. I got you. Man, so, okay, Max, let me ask you this, man. So starting out, initially... Four members or five? Two. Just two. Business-wise, yeah. Two business-wise. And then we went to four business-wise. Just representing wise. the brand. Yeah, we went to four okay. business partners. So yeah. I'm only focused on you and KJ. Okay. Just the two that's, that's in the business because you guys were making that sacrifice. Right. You know what I mean? Financially. So you guys would do pre-orders, right? How were, you, how were you managing the funds or the the income that was coming in, or were you guys like 100% reinvesting into the business? Uh, were you guys paying yourselves? What What was the process? Process was whatever we make, don't touch. Personally, don't touch. It like goes that. strictly to the company. Your your bills or your expenses that you have for your personal life, that's on you. Mm -hmm. So everything just kept, you know, you flip, stack, flip, just reinvest, reinvest get more product, or we may say, well, we may need this, or we may need this piece of equipment, or, you know, we got to pay for a website now, because, you know, you PayPal link, PayPal link was our bank account. I was curious, did you guys yeah. start a bank account? Did you just, we did. You did? We did. Early on? Somewhat, like, maybe, like, a few months after we started, but for a long time, our PayPal was our bank account. And we kept everything in that PayPal account. But see, that creates a, a little problem because now you don't have a business debit card or a business credit card. So when you withdraw this money, you have to put it on your personal card and then take it out the bank or pay through your personal card. But you really want to keep everything, you know, separate. Right, right. Most definitely. Right. Yeah, separate your business from your personal finances. Okay, so you guys were 
reinvesting everything into the business. That's what I that's what I take from that, right? Yeah. Okay, so were you able to build up your inventory by doing that? Yes, yes, yes. Because I think we did a sneaker show in Houston in 2014, and we bought a lot of clothes for that. So we were able to pay for that through uh, mostly just the company money. Okay. So at what at what point what point in in doing this journey did you decide to start spending money on advertising? Mm. What's this? Twenty twenty one. Maybe maybe about five years ago. Maybe I'm really not sure. Some I would say five or six years ago because through my networking, like my guy Devin there, and just people that I've met, or just googling things researching things on Facebook and Instagram, you can do a advertising on Facebook or Instagram for a dollar a day. So I would say somewhere like 2015, 2016, you know, a dollar a day advertising on Facebook and Instagram and just going from there because when you do the dollar a day, obviously the more money you pay. Right, right, right. The more people will see it. Yeah, the more people will see it. Mm-hmm. But man, that stuff is so in-depth. You you really you really need to put about five dollars a day mm-hmm. into it to see some type of results. Return. Yeah, make it makes sense. It makes sense. Um, so what what were some of the the trials and tribulations that you faced, man, early on that that really stand out to you? One, I would say that you can't bring everybody with you. Because if you're trying to bring everybody with you to what we would call the peak or the mountaintop of success, you may slow your own progress down. Because if God gave you the vision or only a select few of y'all, the vision, the goals, the ambition, and the mindset to get to this point where God wants you to be, that doesn't include everybody that you grew up with. It doesn't include all your homeboys. It might not include your girlfriend. It might not include your husband or your wife. Yeah. So you have to literally say, are we are we growing together or are we growing separate? And if we're growing separate, we could still be cool and have love for each other. But my purpose and my mission is to get here because this is where God told me to be. This is what God showed me. But if I'm steady trying to put you on my back, and bring you, and then bring all the stuff that comes with the business, you know, now my load is a lot heavier, and you're not even trying to lift anything. Mm. So that's probably the biggest thing. So what what I take from that is that early on, man, you, you had a close friend, uh, someone close to you that they didn't, they didn't give it 100%. They didn't, they weren't able to see your vision. Right, right. Okay, and you guys kind of had to... Go separate ways? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's still love, you know, it's still cool. But, I mean, that's what, it, you know, a few people, you know, whether it's, you know, relationship-wise, friend-wise, it's just, you know, people are not going to necessarily understand and see your vision. It's just, it's not for them. God didn't give it to them. True, it's, true story. It, it's, it's for you. Like, like it's not a movie screen, it, you know, with a hundred seats in a movie theater. Right. It's just you. It's a private screening. Mm, yeah. When you locked in, you focus, man. So right. Sometimes everybody can't go. Yeah. 
It make it make perfect sense, man. So how how did how did that man? How did that affect your process? How did it affect the journey, man? Did it did it hinder you at all? I wouldn't say it hindered me business wise, but like personal wise, it does make you like open up your eyes and reevaluate where you are in life, what you want to do. Because when stuff like that happens, you you have to make a decision, like a conscious decision and say, man, am I going to do this fully? Because if I'm going to do this fully, things like this are probably going to keep happening. Mm-hmm. So is what I'm doing worth it? Because I would say this, if you're doing business, you're going to lose. You're going to lose something. But it's how you take your losses and turn them to wins. Because you're going to lose friends. You're going to lose certain relationships you're going to lose money but if you turn your losses into learning experiences that's how you win because really two l's make a w so if you turn your losses to wins that's how you really become a boss because then you could teach others how to say it's like you say man i'm starting my business and i'm losing i was then i may have the knowledge and the wisdom to say how are you losing then i then i could teach or show you and say, man, you're not losing, you're just learning. Mm. A lot of times, losses feel, or learning feel like a loss. But I guarantee you, if you lose, you're you going to make those same mistakes twice, or or, or you're going to make them as much, you'll right. be a lot more careful. Right. So, I would say, man, losing relationships, and I would just say, just like focusing in, you know, they kind of go hand in hand, but... Those two right there, probably the top two. I'd probably give a couple more. Um, let me see. Let me see. What's the question again? Let me make sure I'm on. It was, yeah, you, you on track, man. Okay, it was just okay. what are some of the trials and tribulations that you had to to endure along the way? You know, uh, but to you know, piggyback out what you were saying, okay. man, as far as having to, you know, end relationships or separate from certain individuals. Like, I'm, I'm guilty of having expectations out of individuals sometimes. And... And that, that, that really hinders me, man. That's something that I try not to do. Like, I shouldn't expect you to do something because human beings, we all have flaws, right? And sometimes right. we let people down, right? But I'm, I try to be so so solid and, and stand on what I say. So if I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to follow through with it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to deliver. You know what I mean? Right, right. But you don't always get that in return. You know what right, I mean, right? And, and and it just it really touched me sometimes, man, because I had expectations in a certain individual they, that they were going to do X, Y, and Z, and they don't right. do it. And in business, it's like I take business personal because it is, you know, right? So I I completely understand where you're coming from with that, man. The comment on what you said, Kevin Gates once said, business isn't a place for feelings, and feelings isn't a place for business, and a lot of times we. Like you said, for you, it's personal. And it really is. It's a very thin line. So it's kind of hard to separate that, especially when you're doing it on your own or you don't have a huge staff. Mm. It really does become personal. So it's a very thin line. And then with expectations, my thing is I expect everybody to be them. So if you come to me or I come to you and we reach an agreement, yeah, we have an agreement, but I can only expect for you to do what you can do to your mind capacity, to your work ethic. Because if you agree to something, yes, I'm going to expect you to fulfill this obligation. But if you don't fulfill it, I'm like, okay, 
I need to go on and replace you mm-hmm. or we can have a talk maybe once or twice. But mm-hmm. after that, there, there's no more time to, to talk to you about this because you obviously are not getting it. And, and I try to have patience with people because, you know, I've had jobs and people had, had to be patient with me. But sometimes people are not going to be patient with you. Either you're going to get it now or this it. Like, so you you look at it look at it as if everyone is capable until they show you otherwise. Right. So you give them the benefit of the doubt up front, starting out. Right. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't really call it the benefit of the doubt. I just look at it like if I'm gonna give you my word and say, hey, if you help me, I'm gonna pay you fifty dollars. So if you do your job, I'm gonna give you fifty dollars. I might give you fifty five, sixty, depending on how you did your job. Right. But if you don't do your job. I'm not giving you this $50. So it's like, I, I just expect people to do them. And if doing you doesn't meet the expectations that we set, then it's just not for you. Yeah, I just, I give, I give everybody 100%, man. I'm gonna give it 100%. And I expect the same thing in return. Right. And when I don't get that, I can't lie, I take it personally. Yeah, it's because disappointing. Because I gave, I gave 100%. Why I can't receive 100%? You know what I mean? Man, and and that's something that I say, that that's that's another trial or tribulation because time is the most valuable thing that you could ever own in life, but you can't pay for it anywhere. You can't get it Man, back. It's, it's the most valuable say that. and expensive thing in life, but you can't, you can't find it anywhere, you know? Mm-hmm. It's on the wall, on the clock. It's on your wrist, on the watch. It's it's on your phone, but you can't purchase it. Mm-hmm. And it's steady ticking. It doesn't wait on nobody. So a lot of times dealing with certain people or certain things, man, we waste a lot of time. And you yeah. don't realize, like, man, I yeah. wasted a lot of time. And the older you get, the more frustrating it is. Yes. You know, when you're younger, it's like, okay, cool, whatever. But as you steady getting older, man, you know, the years steady passing by, it's like, Man, I just wasted 365 days with this individual. Like, Man. I could have been dealing with somebody that was going to do way better. You know what I mean? Right. So it, it, it gets frustrating, but, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, man. Tom, telling you, man, like this year I really learned, like, God, like I've I become more appreciative of my time, not mm-hmm. just business-wise, but personal-wise. Like, I try to get up at a certain time, and if I'm not up at that certain time, I feel like, man, I just feel myself. I just mm. feel God for the day. Because mm. God... God gave me this 24 hours, but here I am in the bed. Exactly. Here I am sleeping in. Here I am on Instagram for an hour. But God like, bro, we got stuff to do. You tripping. Right, right. All right, let me throw this in your way since you're not focused. Okay, now you got to do your business, and now you got to deal with this. So now what you going to do? Because I, I need your attention because if you don't fulfill your life purpose and your life mission, somebody else is not going to be motivated and inspired to do theirs. So I need you to be focused so you can inspire the next person. Mm-hmm. So if you're not on your stuff, I got something for you. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like a parent, you know, a guy like, hey, if you don't do your job, I got something for you. You do your job, I still got something for you. Right, but it's right. the different ends of the spectrum. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, definitely. I would much rather be focused on what I'm supposed to be doing yes, and receive sir. that reward. Yes, sir. That's that's the reward we want. Yeah. But, I mean, we, we've all been there. And when I say difference of the spectrum, I'm not saying that God's going to do something horrible or wrong no, to no, you. No, 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 It's just that you could have made $1,000 in a day, but you only made two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You may have shortened your blessing. Right. Yeah. Man, that's 
true story. True story. So let me let me ask you this, man. So okay. we um I know I know how you built built the the brand, you know, how you gain your consumers, right? What ways do you keep them engaged in Young Fresh? Man, I keep people engaged simply by using the tools that I have to my advantage. And let's this year Young Fresh has done about 30 pop-up shops. So if I'm constantly in your face, because mm -hmm. now when I do these pop-up shops, there's people that have never ever seen me, seen my brand, heard of us, whatever. So if you see me at one event, you may just walk past. But you see me again, you're gonna be like, dang, I just saw, right? I just saw this brand. Right. Everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So now if I'm constantly in your face, you constantly see me, you're gonna be more receptive to what I'm doing. Cause I'm not necessarily trying to sell to you, but I am trying to bring you into what I'm building, what I'm creating. You can be a part of the Young Fresh Royal family. You can be a part of the empire, you know, building brick by brick. And social media, man, I'm posting at least one time a day. I might, I might that's, post that's, eight times that's, a day. That's it. It's imperative, man. You have to be consistent, man. You got to post at least, at least once a day, man. Right. Yeah. yeah. Carry on. Carry Pop up on. shops, social media, networking, interviews such as this, you yes, know, sir. podcasts, and comments. I'm looking for. Well, I don't necessarily look for events sometimes. Really, like, none of the time, but it's like, if, if I say, well, I don't have nothing scheduled for this weekend, I may look for something. Mm -hmm. Or if I can't make it, I, I I may say, hey, when is your next event? Or like, I'm just looking for different different opportunities, you know, networking with stores now. Because if I can get a store in L.A., I don't have to get on an airplane or drive to L.A. and do a pop-up shop. Right. I, my, my, my clothes can be in L.A., and they just cut me a check. Right, right. You know, and I like, okay, I saw how you interviewed uh, Keith Tucker Jr., yeah. True Sauce. Man, we met just by showing love to each other. At a pop-up shop. Well, before that, I'm talking about just on social media. Okay. Because this is another way that you can get out there. But I don't do it with ill intent or with, like looking for something in return. Like, for example, I, I just saw him for the longest because I haven't had the barbecue sauce Excuse me, since I didn't know him, I'm just like, okay, I see him. But then I kept seeing him. I'm like, man, now I'm about to follow. Mm -hmm. Now I'm about to try the barbecue mm -hmm. sauce. Yeah, it's amazing, too. Right. Yeah. Man, that sweet yeah. heat is amazing. It's fire, dog. Yes, it's sir. Fire. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sitting sharing his stuff. So now he follows me. Mm -hmm. Okay, now he mm -hmm. sees what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. now you have two different people, two different fields. Right, right. Like, hey, I see you, bro. Right. Yeah. You're doing your thing. Right. Likewise. Right. Yeah. So then we tap in, mm -hmm. and he like, okay, cool. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm busy moving around. We'll get to it. No pressure. So he actually pulled up on me out of the blue at a pop-up shop. Mm -hmm. So that, that was our first time actually talking in person. Okay. So we've been networking with each other since that day and he made sure my post i made sure his post he right. might say hey man i think this would be a good look for you right over here or hey hey man i do this this and this i think you can emulate this with your brand but you got to do it like this this and this and, I, and you know i might call him and say hey man i'm about to go over here i think you should pull up because one time i had an event and he called me and he said hey can i come up there put some sauce on the table 
Why not? Bro, we have to network to increase our net worth. Why not? We have to. We have to, man. It's all about networking, man. It's the only way you elevate. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I just... Bro, it's just simple things that a lot of people don't think of, like being open to network, not having your page on, on private. Because if you follow me and your page is on private, depending on what it is or who it is, I'm probably not going to follow back. Like, I don't understand how people have a business, but your page is private. That don't make no sense. Your business is for the public. <laughs> right. Yeah, that don't make no sense. <clears throat> Now, if it's just your personal page and you want to be private, cool. But yeah. you, if you own a business, you run a business and it's on social media, yeah, I don't understand that either. I don't know. I don't get it. To each his own, though. Yeah, yeah, to each his own, but I, I just don't. Right. I, I don't, don't understand. understand that at yeah, all. I don't understand. Man. Okay, so so pretty much, man, for um getting getting your consumers to come back and buy more, how often... How often do you see uh, return consumers, return customers? Online-wise, I see some here and there. Okay. I'm still working on that. You know, when we're talking off-camera, that's what the Shopify is really going to help okay. with. With the analytics and all of that? Y yes, okay. sir. But as far as pop-up shops, I see a lot of repeat uh, transactions or a lot of repeat customers. And sometimes I'm able to track that through PayPal track it through Square, or just, you know, track it by face, because, you know, I see some with, of the people. With fashion, man, I know it's it's seasonal, right? So, you're getting ready to enter into the fall gear, or you probably already into it, right? I have some on the way this week. Okay, so the fall yeah. apparel drops this week. Hopefully. Hopefully. It should be done this week. Right, okay, I'm, I'm okay. going to say this week. Okay, if okay. not, I know that it for sure be done this week. Okay. okay. But, not to cut you all, but mm -hmm. I want to say something, because... Okay, uh, all right, fashion is seasonal, primarily, but I've seen kids wear hoodies in the summertime. Most definitely, that's trending right now. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Because, I mean, I'm about to make a release, and some people say that you shouldn't wear this color after a certain day, but I'm just like, man, really, I say fashion is... Seasonal, mm -hmm. but it's also subjective because if I have a million followers or if my brand has a million followers and we put out a T-shirt and across the country, it's 10 degrees outside, guess what? It's still going to sell. It's still going to sell. I mean, that's a, that's a huge platform. So yeah. obviously you have some influence on the market, so right. they're going to consume that product. I don't care what, like you say, it could be, it could be negative 10. You put a young fresh T-shirt out, it could be a young fresh tank top. It'll still sell, right? Because you have influence. So I, I got you. Yeah, I got you. Perfect, perfect. But I asked that question to ask this, like, okay. I really wanted to know, like, which season did better? Would you say you do better in the summer, mm. in the spring, uh, spring, summer, fall? You know, winter. Which season is better for you? Because I know it's different with everybody else. Statistically, I would probably say either the summertime and the fall winter. But I kind of want to say the fall slash winter because you can kind of do more products. Because you can do a t-shirt, a long sleeve, a sweatshirt, a hoodie, a jacket, a letterman jacket, joggers, leggings, slides, socks, 
you can do all that in the winter. And you can release those same things in the summertime, but in the position that I'm in, it's more like, okay, when do people need a sweatshirt? Mm-hmm. They need it when it gets cooler, when right. it gets colder. Right, right. So I would probably say fall and winter, because I know when we did this collection last winter, I think we put it out in January, we did the forest green. This is like a cherry red, a gold, and a orange, you okay. know, fall colors. Right, right, right. And I don't have any of those left. I probably saw the last one this, like a week or two ago. So I got about 30 in, mm-hmm. and I think 25, 24 of them sold in the winter, right before the spring. So between winter and spring, we sold 24 sweatshirts. Really more than that, because some people that I know, they uh, hit me up and they're like, hey, man, you, you're sold out of this, but I'm willing to pay right. for it. You know, just let me know whatever you charge me, because I know it's sold out. It might be a little extra. I'm like, well, if you're willing to pay for it, I'll definitely go to extra effort right, right. to get that for you. So probably about 40. Okay. And, and, and that was just that release, because we did leggings, joggers for a different design, different collection. We did a camo sweatshirt. Yeah, so I, I would say fall and winter. Okay. Yeah. Man, and you guys, you outsource all of the production, right? None, right. none of Young Fresh clothing is made in-house. Right. Okay, okay. At the moment. At the moment, yeah. You've never tried to do anything in-house? I somewhat have. There is a guy here locally. He was supposed to show me, and he showed me how to, you know, we did a couple of practice runs, mm-hmm. but none on my personal brand. Screen printing? Uh, screen printing. Okay. Yeah. And I had a job, and we had an embroidery machine at my at one of my old jobs, and I did some practice on some of my own hats, but I don't have the machines, per se, at the moment to do them on, on my own, but most definitely, that's a goal. Okay. So that... And look forward to that maybe in the future. Yeah. Okay. Time consuming, but yeah, it's yeah. a go. Right, 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 right. I know a lot of people, you know, they will, they like to outsource or delegate their tasks to other individuals to free up their time right. so they can do more marketing and advertisement and, and things like that, you know. But I guess you can balance. You find balance, you can do both, you know what I mean? Yeah. I know somebody who's here locally and they have their own office, they have their own embroidery machine on screen printing press, they have uh, the vinyl press. And they and, have their own clothing line? Yeah, and they do it in-house, everything. Yeah, like I've literally been at their office talking to them. It's probably no bigger than this room that we're in. And while we're talking, they, you know, doing stuff. So they let me know it was possible for right. me, because no. I'm thinking you need a huge, huge room, but, you know, you don't. And that's another thing about networking. If I didn't open my mouth like, closed mouths really don't get fed in life, but if I didn't open my mouth and approach this person and say, hey, you know, what's up, da, 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 right. you know, and that was years ago. Now we have a somewhat of a relationship, uh-huh. you know, because this same person, he's like, hey, I think you should do this, or I'm going to holler at my people over here to get you in, <clears throat> excuse me, over here, you know, and that's just networking, and for me to see his setup, I was like, man, I could do this. He's like, yeah, bro. 
he said sometimes you just need to see. Right, right. And you, once you see, man, you realize that it's tangible, that you can reach out and touch it. You know what yeah, I mean? It's like, oh, man, it ain't that far away. Like, I can do this too. Right. I got right. that mindset, man, that if if you can do it, I can, I can do, do it. it. And no matter what, man, not just you, any yeah. man, if you can do it, I can do it. Right. But me and God created us all equally, man. I mean, he is no respect of man. He don't have no favors. <laughs> Nah, bro. So that's just my mindset, man. You can't tell me I can't do it. That's just gonna add fuel to the fire. Why I can't? Right. You know. Self belief. That's something that I would say that you, or that, that may be a trial and tribulation. Like you have to believe in. I want to call it a trial and tribulation, but you have to believe in yourself. And one of my favorite people that I admire, I would say, is Kanye West because no matter what he says, maybe off the wall sometimes, but yeah. That man believes in him <laughs> himself. He don't care man. what nobody says. He believes in, in himself. Man, you see Kanye West's recent haircut, man? He's walking around with them patches in his head. Yeah, I saw that, man. That? I, I I don't know, bro. That's why I said he may do some off-the-wall stuff, but... Different sometimes. Man, I, I guarantee you he, he got some type of purpose. I tell you this, man. He, he released a pair of Yeezys today. They'll be sold out in an hour or so. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a line wrapped around the, the store for people to buy them. So I mean, I want to come in on that. Go ahead. Okay, you know how we were talking about influence. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is the thing that I learned since I've been in business or just watching people such as Kanye. It's not necessarily the product. Sometimes it's who's selling or who's marketing the product because Kanye West has an interview and he says, "Lady Gaga." was over something for a, a, a Kodak or a Polaroid campaign. And he said, what does she know about pictures? What does she know about cameras? Hmm. She may know nothing but the fact that she has uh, influence. She has right. a platform. Right. She probably boosted the sales the by roof. 100% at through, least. Through yeah, roof. through the roof. Because, I mean, that's like Rihanna with Fenty. You know, I'm not a woman, so I don't use the products per se. But I guarantee you, that she has good products because it's steady selling, but hey, she hit a she hit a billion. Shout out to Rihanna. <laughs> right, man. Shout out to Riri the Queen. Yeah, for real. But it's she's selling it. Kanye West is selling his shoes, and they might not be the best looking shoes, but it doesn't matter because all Jordans don't look the best. But it's Nike on his Jordans. A, a lot of times, once you once you reach a certain level, it doesn't matter what you're selling. Supreme sold a brick. Like they went to, I guess, Lowe's or Home Depot or whatever, bought bricks, spray painted Supreme on them. People buy it. Yeah, they bought them for like fifty to a hundred dollars a brick. That's crazy, man. That's outrageous. A brick. What you gonna do with that brick? It's gonna sit there. It don't matter what the product is, what the quality of the product. It matters about the person that's selling it and their influence. Public public perception because if Let's say somebody wants to buy a major, well, they had to choose between my brand and what we consider a major designer brand. Like Gucci or something? Yeah. Now, some people are going to say, if I buy this, what would be the public perception if I wear a Young Fresh? Then somebody will say, what's the public perception if I buy this? Because mm-hmm. a lot of times people are just buying what's hot because it's public perception. Yeezys are hot. Major designer brands are hot, right. you know, off-white, it's, 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 it's hot, 
V-Long is hot. But a lot of times we're just looking at what celebrities are doing and we're just emulating. They control the culture, though. Right. They do. Whatever the, you know, musicians, the athletes, the actors, whatever they wearing, we want to wear the same thing. Well, a lot of people want to wear the same thing. I don't care. But, right. Yeah. And this is why it's important for people in my position or in your position, in our position, anybody who owns a business to do what you need to do to be big as possible. And what I mean by that is my my consumer base may reach $300 million, I mean, yeah, $300 million a year. Somebody else's consumer base may reach $150 million a year. That's better, way better than where you started. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, and I learned this from Kanye West as well, he said, black people, we don't own our culture. Because he said, everything that makes up black culture, black people don't own. So he said, who really controls and who really owns the culture? Because we don't own Nike, we don't own Adidas, we don't own Reebok. We don't own any of the things that make our culture. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Man, uh, I'm going to tell you who big on that right now. Like, who I noticed doing the most with that is Master P. Man, like, like yes, P, P, P is, going hard. He's going off, man, from clothing to, like, his own food line. Uh, Ice cream. Everything. Uh, shoes. Movie, movie production. He still do music. Shoes. Right. Like, P is trying to own everything. And like, for real. And it's, it's crazy you said that because that's somebody else that I look at or admire because, like you said, like, okay, Master P, that... That's the brand, really, that we're buying into. Oh, yeah, we buying it because we know P. Miller. We know. Yeah. We think of Master P. So it's like he's the son, right? All his other businesses are his planets, but that makes up his own universe. Mm. But he controls that. Mm, I like how you put that in perspective. Yeah. I like that. Because if he doesn't move, yeah. none of that moves. Yeah. If he doesn't build no limit in the 90s, none of this moves. Right, right. He, did, he, he, he might not have those opportunities, but he took his money and he just didn't say, I'm going to do music. He branched out into everything. Mm-hmm. Yep. So he's everywhere, you know, shoes, clothes, oh, music, movies, food. Oh, yeah, he diversified, man, most definitely. I got to I gotta salute him, man. I'm, I'm, I'm always inspired by his moves, for real. Right, and that's something that I aspire to be because it's like when you go to the grocery store, there's really nobody that look like you on those cereal boxes or, or your rice or anything like that. But hey, one thing he did do, he came out with his own uh, uh, ramen noodles, right? Yep. You know, black and brown people, we the number one consumers of noodles, right? <laughs> so we buying noodles, and these noodles aren't even being produced by somebody that look like us. But we we buy the noodles. You know what I mean? We consuming all that sodium from them noodles, but we ain't even the ones putting them on the shelves. It was, I think it was dope that he did that. I just wanted to say that. Man, he yeah. did. He did his pancakes. You know, they had the thing with the mm. uh, mama yes. and the Uncle Ben yeah, type, yeah. you know, right, situation. Right. So, I mean, he's definitely smart. His team is definitely smart. Yeah. It's something that I aspire to do because I know after a certain amount of time, I'm going to start branching into other things because that, that okay, that's like right now. I may have 30 pairs of shoes, right? And I can't wear all those shoes in a month. I mean, I can if I wear one a day, but nine times out of ten, if you have more than thirty pairs of shoes, you're not wearing all those shoes in a year right. or a month. But a lot of us don't even realize that 
I remember a few years ago when I first looked up Nike stock, it was fifty dollars. Now it's one fifty. So in five years, it's gone up a hundred dollars. But you can get the uh, one share of the stock for less than the price of Jordans, less than the uh, less than the price of a pair of Vapor Max. Mm. So if you go and spend, if you say, well, I'm not going to get any shoes this week or this month, I'm going to buy a stock. Buy a share. Yeah. I'm going to buy a share of stock. Mm -hmm. Then once you buy your shoes, essentially you're paying yourself because every time you buy a Nike product, mm -hmm. you're increasing mm -hmm. the value of the company, yeah. of the stock. Yeah. But when you don't have the proper knowledge, the mindset, no one speaks about these things. Right, right. Like you don't hear about this and you just trying to live vicariously through artists or through the music, right. man, you're going to miss because a lot of times the artist is just giving you some entertainment, but they're not telling you, like, hey, they'll tell you I spent 100000 in the designer store, but they didn't tell you they just took 300000 and bought up 300 acres. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Man, I think it was a guy, uh, his name Wall Street Trapper. You ever yep, heard of him? Heard of, yep. He was doing an interview on a podcast, and he was telling the man how, you know, he was in the streets, and he was selling narcotics, uh, yep. ended up going to the feds. While he was doing his fed time, he learned a lot about the, um, you know, stock market, right? Yep. And once he got out, he was able to utilize that information to get himself, get himself ahead in life, right? But what he realized was, and he tried to turn his, his associates on to when he got out, was, hey, man, we, we go to the club, we pop bottles, we buy bottles. Everybody got a big bottle of Hennessy, but we don't we don't own any of the uh, company, right? Right. We don't own any shares in that company. He's like, we need to invest in the things we consume. Right. So at that, like you just said, so when I go buy these Nikes, I don't feel bad because I got ten shares of it, so I'm contributing to my investment. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It make it makes sense. Yeah, perfect. But you got to change the way you think. Right. Yeah. Ownership. That's it. Ownership. Ownership. Mm -hmm. Because when you buy a share, you essentially you own a, a part of that company. You do, because you yeah. made an investment. Yeah. They utilizing your money to continue to run that business and do bigger and better things. Right. You're a part of it. Yeah. We got to we gotta think about that, man. It's, it's bigger than just going to the mall, buying the newest Jordans uh, or Vapor Maxes. I mean, telling you, let's make some investments. Look, I seen a guy, he posted on Facebook. I know you probably seen it. He said, I would rather go broke investing than go broke impressing. I, I didn't see that, but I mean, I love the language and I love the 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 mindset of that because one thing that as a people, well, I, I'll say this. When you are a group of people and you've been marginalized, enslaved, traumatized, sometimes we're just happy just to be. But just being, you, you, you end up losing mm -hmm. because... When you say, well, I'm just happy just to be here. Well, I'm, I'm not happy just to be here. I'm not satisfied with just mm -hmm. with just being here because when I do certain things or I walk into certain rooms and I have certain meetings with certain people or certain groups, I'm the only black man in there or one of the only select few black people there, that's uncomfortable, you know? And, I mean, I know all skin uh, all, all folk or all skin folk, and for you neither. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. but at the same time is that when you're trying to do business and you're trying to do certain things and there's necessarily nobody in there that may be able to relate to you or understand you, it makes it harder and, and it's uncomfortable. Now you're kind of on edge. 
because you're like, I don't know if they're going to try to play me. I don't know what they're going to say right. or what they're going to do. But we have to think outside of the normal box because some people are saying, well, I don't have a lot of money to invest in stocks. Man, that, that that's no excuse. Cash out, you can invest in stocks on cash out mm-hmm. for, I think, a dollar or two dollars. Mm-hmm. And you can go and get a four for four from McDonald's or right. Wendy's. Right. You can spend two dollars on your cash out right. and you'll get a certain percentage of, of Bitcoin or a share because you don't have to say, well, I want to invest in the biggest companies. You can just invest in what you use every day. Right, exactly. Your like you, you use Colgate, you use Degree. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You you scope mouthwash, like they're all out there. It's, it's <laughs> you know. And a dollar a lot of us we're big on saving, which is great. Save, 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 but a dollar not moving is it that's preach, man. That, that that's preach. almost a dollar okay, if you had twenty thousand dollars in your bank account just sitting there, you're really losing. Because yes, it's great to have a cushion to fall back on. Mm-hmm. But see a bank works like this. If you have twenty thousand in your account, and I need to get a ten thousand dollar loan, and your twenty thousand has been sitting there for six months. They say, well, he's not going to touch this twenty thousand, mm-hmm. obviously, because he hasn't touched it in six months. So mm-hmm. we can give ten thousand yep. of his money to yep. you, and then you pay us back. Yep. We'll gradually plus replace interest. plus interest. Yeah, yeah. plus interest. Mm-hmm. So now you're looking at about maybe twelve hundred to what? Maybe twelve thousand to fifteen thousand, depending on the interest rate. Mm-hmm. Right. Right, so, right. I mean, the interest rate could be a lot lower, but it basically is like your money is just sitting there. Exactly. I know and they're, exactly what you mean. And they're distributing your money. That's mm-hmm. how they're conducting their business. Mm-hmm. Banks believe in OPM, other people's money. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Don Kennedy. But when I come and get my 10000 it's coming from your 20000 But if I take my 10000 and go invest into something. Now I have fifty thousand. Mm-hmm. I can put my fifty thousand in the bank and let it sit there, and I'll be in the same predicament as you. But if I take my fifty thousand and invest that, mm-hmm. there's no telling what it may yield. But it's like your money has to work for you. Mm-hmm. Like that's it. Like millionaires and billionaires avoid taxes because they have their. I, I'm learning this too. I I do better research, but they have their money flowing from LSCs to uh i think trust funds or you know certain certain different you know setups you know their money is constantly flowing yeah and when your money is constantly flowing it can't get taxed because it's constantly moving money that sits still that's the money that gets taxed the most because i know you have it right. so i can tax you right right but you if you make a hundred million dollars a year and it's constantly moving at all times where does it stop it doesn't stop so I can't really tax you. Right. And that's what I learned, man. The most wealthiest people, they learn one thing and they learned it, they learned it well. They learn how to avoid taxes. They learn how to avoid, man. That's how they really created their wealth. And then, you know, utilizing other people to do work for them. Can we be honest? Yeah, that's it may not sound pleasant, but that's just I'm gonna figure out how to make you work for me. And avoid taxes. And eventually you're gonna make it to the top. Yeah. Man, so let me um uh, let me ask you this. So are you uh is the young fresh clothing line, is it any in any stores? Not at the moment. I've actually been meeting with a couple stores and networking with a few people who own stores. And that definitely is a goal that I'm about to fulfill real soon. How how is it a hard process to get in stores? 
Man, it's not a hard process, I would say. Or what? What is the process? How does it? How does it go? Okay, I'm still kind of figuring that out. I talked to one local store, and I say this because I just believe in honesty. And the guy, like when I met him, it was just random, because I saw his store on social media, but I didn't really know it was here. So I'm looking at the store one day. I'm like, oh, that's the store. So he was actually locking the door to go run an errand. And we would end up going to the same store down the walkway. So we're talking, and I had on a Young Fresh t-shirt, Young Fresh basketball shorts from our summertime Fresh collection that you can find at youngfreshclothing.bigcartel.com. But he told me, he, he, he said, man, I'm going to be honest, bro. He said, you can come back and bring me some samples or, you know, some stock that you have. But he said, what you have on right now is just screen printing. I don't want that in my store. Wow. And he said, I'm, he said, I'm not trying to be rude, but he said, this is why I say that. He said, so many people have access to screen print machines. You can just easily buy one, get, buy some T-shirts and say you have a clothing brand. Right. But you might not have no experience. You might not even be passionate about it. He said, it's just so easy, kind of like if somebody is an artist, they can just easily upload their music to all the streaming platforms, but you may just be playing around. Right. So I actually respected him for saying that. So when I came back and I brought him about 10, 15 samples of clothes that I had, but it was more upscale clothing. I didn't really bring, bring any sweatshirts or anything like that. I bought more jackets, things of uh, that nature that are actually embroidered, mm -hmm. you know, handmade things. And he said, man, I thought you were just, uh, you know, somebody just regular. He was like, you're not regular. I said, no. I do big business, bro. Mm -hmm. Like This is my top of the line products. And he went through all of them. He said, I want these three, these four in my store. The part that, or the process that was hard, and, and I haven't been back to him yet because I'm still on the fence about it. He said, I want these products to be exclusively to my store, no other local store. Mm. Mm. And that's tough because that may slow, well, that does slow down my accumulation. Well, I, yeah. I understand why he would want that commitment. Right, you right. Know what I mean, so it would bring branding consumers to his location, yeah, to his him. location only. Right, you know what I mean. Cancel out any any competition. Yeah, but I, I understand why you would be a little, you know, apprehensive about committing to that because that kind of puts you in a box. Right, you know what I mean. Right, and yeah. and I talked to two other stores, and one was just like. Basically, not at night at this time. Right, right, right. And one told me that they got me, you know, some things to do, and, and I did them, and I contacted them, how they said, and they read my message, but I haven't, you know, they didn't reply. It's like that, man. Yeah, it's so. It's like that. Like, I don't care what you're doing, man, especially starting out. Like, you'll get a lot of, you'll send a lot of messages, you might not get a response, but right. I, I take it as, it's not, a, it's not a no, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's it's, what I said. It's yeah. a not yet. Right. It's just not yet, man. And you can't take it the wrong way. And, man, shout out to my guy Nico, bro. I hope you see this interview. But my guy Nico, man, he stays out of state. And we met in high school. I haven't seen Nico in over 10 years. And we talk basically on Facebook. But, I mean, we have each other's number now. But, man, he says out of state, bro, and he put me on some game about getting into some stores. And that's another thing, like, when I talk about networking. I haven't seen this man in over 10 years, but he's a businessman as well. He, he has his own electrical company. 
But Nico wants to see me win. So Nico went out of his own time in a totally different state, miles away, and did some leg work for me. Wow. Because he's like, bro, I think you should do this, but do it here because these are the opportunities here. Since you're not here, I'll go and do it for you. Amazing, man. That's a, that's a friend. Yeah. Real talk. And, and in the midst of him just doing this leg work, one of the stores said, well, do this. And, and when I do it, I can give you the information. We could probably do another interview for or sure, whatever. For sure, but for sure. the information that story gave him that he gave to me is an eye-opener. I didn't even know this existed. Wow. So, But it, it's about getting in the stores. So, you know, once I figured that out, man. Okay. So I, I, see, it, some, I see some doors of opportunity getting ready to open, man. Yeah. And we're going we're gonna to yeah. manifest it, speak it into existence. Yeah. Man. It's going to happen. It's going to be big. Yes, sir. It's gonna be big. Best believe. Okay, man. So, okay. Besides, eventually getting in, getting into stores, like what what are some things that Young Fresh has coming up, man, in the future? I would say first getting our own equipment. Okay. Whether I have to delegate the task or doing myself. Right, right. Getting our own equipment to kind of cut out the middleman, so to speak. And just really work towards being integrated vertically. And basically what that means is just to own every part of your uh, process. So, I mean, eventually I want to get to the point where I just have fabric and I'll make my own sweatshirts. Really? Yeah. And then, you know, from A to Z, you know, we'll make the product because... Right now, this 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 sweatshirt is already made when right, I get right, it. Right, right, right. You just put your brand on it. Yeah. yeah. You just put the brand on it. But I can go in and say, man, I want my wrist on my sweatshirt okay. to be thicker. So you're definitely going to go custom. Yeah. Okay. Well, it, it'll be custom to how I want it, but it'll be the same blueprint every time, so, so to speak. Right, right. So we'll make the product, do the work on the product, package the product, ship the product. That's ne that's next level right there, man. That's next level. I can see that would be a like, ooh, a uh, totally different level of quality too. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah. then I can go in, I can say, man, this feels like this, and this feels like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is great quality, but if I want to continue to enhance right. my brand, those right. are the levels. That's that's when you get into that major designer speak so to say because mm -hmm. now you're not just like taking a blank canvas and painting it you're creating the canvas mm -hmm. painting it and then just branching off into different things not just doing clothes and and even with my pop-up shops you know the local pop-up shops are great but i'm like man i want to do some pop-up shops out of state right, right. you know i want to go to la i want to go to san francisco i want to go to harlem i want to go to new york i want to go to to Miami, I want to go to Dubai. I want to go to Tokyo. But bro, because it's young, fresh. It's, it's global, man. It can be global. Like right. you got, you have so many young, fresh individuals on God's green earth. Right, and it's a mindset. Yeah, it Cause, is. Cause it makes make you feel good when you put it on. Yes, sir. Make, make you feel great. Cause some people are like, oh, I'm too old. I say, man, no, no, it's no, a no. mindset. No. And I'm like, you're only as old as you feel. Right. <laughs> They're like, what do you mean it's a mindset? I said, man, when you get up. <clears throat> If you feel young, then you young. Mm -hmm. If you, no matter how old you are, everybody want to be fresh because 
You know, we from the South. You know, this is the Bible Belt. When you go to church and Grandma and them sitting on that front row with them big hats, man, you can't tell Grandma that she ain't fresh. You better not. You better not tell Reverend Jenkins that he ain't the sharpest in the You know, he gonna have his gators on and his suit. Man, you better not tell him that he not the freshest in the building. That man casket sharp, man. So, I mean, everybody wants to be fresh. They do. They do. Look, kids. Right. You know, the elders. So. It's a mindset. Right. And then it's also a lifestyle. Because, see, me, I work out maybe five to ten times a week. Okay. You know, I've, you know, I've lost 50 pounds in the last two years. Or, yeah. So, yeah, I, I look at it as a mindset. Because my trainer, his name is Corey Bester. And his name of his company is Mind Over Matter. Okay. You okay. can look him up, uh, Mind Over Matter Fitness, uh, Corey Bester on Facebook, Instagram. But... The like the mindset of mind over matter and the mindset of young fresh, it's a lifestyle. Like it all starts with you, because in order to stay young and look young, you have to put certain things in your body. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying don't eat fast food, but you eat fast food every day, or that's mostly what you consume. You're not gonna age as well. Your your you know your organs are not gonna be as lively mm-hmm. as they could be. You know yes. you get you a smoothie, get you some fruit. Get you some vegetables. Get you a salad. Right. You know, instead of fried chicken wings, let me put them in the air fryer, right. or let me bake them. You know, let me grill them. You know, instead of eating a whole bunch of ranch on your salad, just drizzle a little bit of ranch on there. You know, just make healthier decisions. Just be the greatest version of yourself. You know, bring out your inner queen, your inner queen, your inner greatness. Yeah, man, it makes perfect sense, bro. And it's definitely a way of life, man. Definitely, yes, definitely a way of life, man. And it ain't just 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 have to be a certain age, a certain race, you know, certain gender. Anyone can right. be young and fresh. No matter what your your religious beliefs is, your political right. beliefs, you can be young and fresh. Right. Cause see, our thing, or I don't, I don't really like to say saying, but I say our motto is we are the young, fresh royal family. The purpose of our brand is to bring out your inner queen, inner king, bring out your inner greatness. Like you said, no matter your race, ethnicity, cultural, religion, as long as you believe in something that's positive. You stand on that. Most definitely. Man, so, um, let me ask, let me ask you this. Um, <clears throat> we talked about, you know, some of the trials and tribulations that you face. Right. Give, give me one moment, man. At least one moment where you was like, "Man, this is this is too much." You almost threw in the towel. Did you have mm. one of those moments? I know I've had some moments, but throwing in the towel, I probably feel like that. But I'm so centered on self belief, and this is what I want to do, and I am going to do. I can't really say I always wanted to quit, but I mean. You man, you will go through every emotion. I and I'm sure I've been through every emotion of doing this. But I'm trying to think. Like, I don't. I can't really think of just one. But I, I mean, I, I give a few examples. Yeah. Because, okay, one time we were at a show, and we had a design on a sweatshirt and a t-shirt a certain way. But this lady wanted it a different way. And all we had to do was just change the color. So we took the screen print and just change the color. So that was like the springtime slash winter when we met this lady at this show. And this was a few years ago. 
So something happened at the screen printing shop, which we can't control. And so our order got delayed probably about a month. So this lady was getting antsy. She hit us up about two, three times, and we kept telling her what was going on. And eventually, she wanted her money back. <clears throat> so we gave her her money back. You know, no problem. Right, right. Customers always right, man. So when we get the order, the order is wrong. And the order is wrong because when they what they would do, we would type the order up, send it to them. They would print it off. So then when they get all the shirts, they can put them in the order. You know, have something to read. But something went wrong with their printer. So when they cut the printer back on, it printed our stuff out of order. I, I don't know exactly what happened. And because they sent us how it printed. So we were like, no, we sent it over like this. So imagine you wait a month for a whole order that you paid for. And it's still and wrong. And it's still wrong. And that's a moment where you're like, man, like, what do we do? Right, right, right. Because it's like you you, you just lost. Like, what what do we do with these clothes? Right. And they were like, well, you know, we can, we'll give y'all these options. We're like, man, we don't really like those options, so we'll just take this option. So we just kept the clothes, and we just made the best with them. But I'm just trying to think, like. Do we know what, well, you know, having to endure that, like, things like that, what keeps you going? Man, the pure will of, of want. Like, this is deeper than just clothes to me. This is deeper than just fashion. For me, this is livelihood. This is freedom for me. This is freedom of ex expression. This is freedom financially. Mm. This is freedom of my, my time. Mm. Because I don't have anything against jobs, but there's a huge sense of freedom that I feel when I get up and I can just pray, meditate, and I can go eat my breakfast. I go over my goals for the day. And I can execute my goals. I can go work out. Then if I get an order, I can go ship that order. I can make a post. You know, nobody's like, hey, I need you to do this. Or da, da, da. You know, there's no manager. There's no micromanaging. And everything is on me. And it's a lot more work than I ever thought it would be doing this full time. It's a lot more pressure. But, man, I'm a diamond. So, you know, when you... Or, you know, a piece of coal and that pressure hits you, you know, I, I, I got to come out 100 carats strong. Straight because up. God. Got to be pressed, man. You got to yeah. go under pressure. Right. God made me to shine. Mm -hmm. And I got one life. Like I said, you know, you got to take advantage of your time because sometimes when you shining, your diamond may only get to shine for a few minutes, a few seconds, a few years, but you still shine. Still shine. So I have to do my duty. Yeah, and I don't feel I can fully do my duty uh, at a job full time. So, like I said, it just really is about freedom, and it's like generational wealth. Because four hundred one k, you know, when I was in middle school, they said that was gonna run out, and we in twenty twenty one. They saying next thirteen years, that's over with four hundred one k and all those benefits. They like all that stuff is going. Uh, I mean, not for all one K, but Social Security, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, they saying this is it. Right, 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 right. Yeah. And, and then that's we're ter that's terrifying, though. I mean, for the for the the employed, 
you know, I've been blessed and fortunate to be self-employed for the last few years. It's, yeah, a, it's a blessing. It's liberating, but it can be terrifying. Right. But for those who are employed, you are contributing to uh, Social Security and Medicare it come, right. coming out your check. I know you see all your checks, though. You were contributing to these things and have been for years. Right. But for them to eventually say, hey, the funds are no more. How would you feel? Yeah, because I'm on a refund. Yeah, because they're steady taking it. Like you're saying, by this time it's gonna run out, but you're steady taking it as we get to this this point. So right. that really doesn't make sense because you're like, if I'm steady giving, or if we're steady giving, millions of people are steady giving our percentage to this. Like, what's going on here? And one thing I look at as we advance as a human society across the world. We're getting more technical or more technology based. Mm -hmm. So certain jobs are already replacing human production with robots. Go to Walmart. Yeah. I can't remember the last time an actual human being checked me out at Walmart. It's been that long. Because cause eventually they're not going to be any cashiers. It won't be. So they replace them. Yeah. You see it. That's a job. That's, that's a job gone. That's health benefits gone. Yes. That's rent gone. Yes. That's a car note gone. That's a mortgage gone. That's kids' tuition gone. Somebody has been at Walmart 30 years as a cashier, and they might not want to move up, or they might not be able to move up. I don't know, but I know when a job is gone, that's a whole slew of things that are now have to be thought about how to be covered and paid for. Exactly, because if we're being honest, who gets up and goes to clock in at a job just for fun? Nobody. So it's a purpose why you, right. why you went to work, right? You, you need these resources that you get from that job so you can live life. Right. <laughs> and Walmart is, is a great company. I mean, I, I worked for Walmart when I was 19 for a few months, but... As great as a company as they are, Walmart is about that business. Oh, most definitely. So, eventually, once they move to no cashiers or a select number of cashiers, I mean, it's only going to get bigger. It's you know, oh, techno- te- technology continues to advance. So, right. So as as te- technology advances, jobs get cut. Mm-hmm. Somewhere in the future, if you don't own something or have some type of financial power. Or something that people need to consume. It's gonna be SOL. Yeah, you're probably gonna be SOL, and that's not to scare anybody because I mean, no, it's to create awareness, man. Yeah, it's just like, hey, like let's get, let's get in these rooms. Right. Let's get on these boards. Boards. Let's be a part of the conversation, man. Because <clears throat> if you don't have something that people want to consume, where you don't have multiple streams of income, and that's one other thing I say because it's my first time doing this full time. And I say, you still need another source of income. Most definitely. Most definitely. I believe all of the millionaires and billionaires I, I study, I watch, you know what I mean? I would call them mentors. Even though I don't know them, they're still mentors. They're still mentors, yeah. learning from them, right? Right, right. And they all, they have a rule of three, at least three streams of income. At least, that's the minimum. And a lot of times, you know, they already in a position where they can afford real estate. And, you know, and that's one of the main ones they use, you know. But at least three, you know. So right. if, your, if your clothes not selling, then then maybe your your lawn service is doing extremely well. Right. Your your um your car car lot is selling a lot of cars. I don't know what your other streams may be, but right. when it's like when one stream slow down, the other one to pick up. 
and every, you know, that's just my philosophy. It like, might not mean nothing. Man, to me, it means a lot. It's a great philosophy. And one thing that I want to uh, speak on about what you said as far as uh, real estate, man, my guy, Chris James, I don't know if you ever heard of him. Chris James is a world-renowned poet. He owns the House of Art in the Argentina area, downtown North Little Rock. I've someone mentioned him before. Okay. Yeah. Okay, Chris made a post last year, and I'm steady working towards this goal, but he made a post about looking on Zillow. I think the first round of stimulus checks came out, and he said, look on Zillow, look on the Arkansas Land Commission, and I looked because he said sometimes you can find a piece of land for five hundred dollars. Oh yeah, that's two pairs of shoes. Yeah, you may have to just catch the taxes up on it, man. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. or a thousand dollars. You know, you somebody spent a thousand dollars going out to the club and buying outfits in a month. Right, right. Yeah. So some things are a lot cheaper than what we think because you would say, man, I want to own land. I need forty thousand. Man, you you never know. You might buy a thousand dollar lot. And they may gentrify the neighborhood, or somebody else may want to buy that piece of property because it may really mean something to them. You sell it for twenty. Yeah, you, you sell it for twenty thousand. You made a nineteen thousand dollar profit. Yeah, know? so it's like, man, you don't really know, you know, where how things are going to play out. But like a lot of like somebody told me, that's like, man, looking to get in your office. A lot of times, people only want two, three hundred dollars a month. I was like, man, that's cheap. That was like, yeah, that was like. Yeah, some of them are a thousand, you know, and up for office. But I said a lot of times people want people in the building mm-hmm. so they can keep the building. Right. So he was like, man, don't just always think like, oh, this is gonna be expensive, or this is gonna cost me this much. He said, man, just ask because he said you don't really know what they'll tell you, and some people are really understanding of your situation. And what you're trying to do because they're there or they have been there so they're like oh man i just you know yeah just pay me this like you said earlier man closed mouth won't get fed you gotta say something right man conversations are are some of the most valuable things that we can have you know what i mean right especially when we're exchanging information you know people don't really realize that they they really Take it for granted, but conversations are valuable, man. And closed mouth won't get fed. You don't know until you ask. So it's one or two things you can tell me, yes or no. Right. Neither one of them will kill me, so I can continue to live my life. True. <laughs> I'm just saying, and those build character, man. A lot of times when somebody tells you no, like I said before, somebody say you, tells you no, it means it's just not. It's not no. It's not yet. Right. Might not be time for you yet. Not yet, not at this time. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and some people just say no because, I mean, they don't know. Yeah. And it's easier to say no than, yeah, let me, well, let me figure this out. I can just say no and it's over with. Right. Man, so, um, young, the Young Fresh, how, how are you guys able to be reached? Man, I know you gave the website a minute okay. ago. But give us, give us all the, all the social media email, phone number, whatever information you want to give to our viewers, man. How can, they, how can they reach you? Well, like I said, our website is youngfreshclothing.bigcartel.com. Youngfreshclothing.bigcartel.com. Facebook is Young Fresh Clothing Company. It's a space between each word. Young Fresh Clothing Company, spelled the proper way. Our Instagram and Twitter is at YNG. Fresh, CC, 
at y-n-g fresh cc our email is young fresh cc two c's young fresh cc at gmail.com and if you can dm me or message me if you need to get my number or any further information that i didn't uh say already for sure for sure man before we before we sign off i want you to um for everyone listening, man, any aspiring entrepreneurs, man, want to start a clothing line or whatever type of business, it doesn't matter. What words of encouragement would you give them, man? Words of encouragement. I would say, man, believe in you because your friends, family, they're not always going to believe in you. And like we said earlier, you know, with the vision, you know, is is your vision believe in you? And I'm not saying you will lose. I'm not saying you will struggle. But a lot of times, it's going to be a building process. So be prepared to, like, brick by brick. Rome wasn't built in a day. Nothing worth having or it's going to last a long time. It's not really going to come overnight. Or if it does come overnight, you still have a long way to go. And, man, be kind on yourself and be patient with your business. Be patient with yourself. Definitely be strategic. I would definitely try to build a team as I go, which may be a little hard for some, depending on what you're doing. Let me see what else I would say. Oh, network, network, network. Most definitely. Man, I can't. Most definitely. I can't tell you how just being at a restaurant at the right time or I'm walking somewhere or I'm just at a pop-up shop or somebody just DM me because they have saw me somewhere they heard about me it's just you have to network because if someone approaches you with the opportunity that doesn't fit you they say man i'm looking for this this and this you must say oh well man let me holler at mac mm -hmm. uh, that's perfect mm -hmm. but yep. if we never meet and we never have a conversation how would you know to recommend me because right. you, you know you don't know so Man, network, network, network. And some people there say, man, how, how, how were you able to do all these pop-up shops this year? And this was the first year where we did multiple shows within the Little Rock, North Little Rock, in the Arkansas area. Because we only did maybe one or two here. The rest were out of state. Mm. But we weren't in the loop of the pop-up shops here in the area. So once I did one show in, I think, March... I think that was Main Street Trading Post in like late March. People were passing out flyers to events further along in the year. So once I did that event, I just got in the loop of pop-up shops because different people come to pop-up shops, pass out their flyers. So I'm able to network with multiple people who have multiple pop-up shops. And I'm meeting people with other businesses because I, you know, I just don't sit in my booth like this on the phone or right. just waiting for people to come up. I'm going to go see what other people are selling, what they're doing, because you don't know who knows who. Because they may say, man, I'm not even from here. Right. Or I don't live here. I'm from here, but I don't live here. I stay. I met a guy who stays in L.A., but he's from here. And every time he come and I see him at a pop-up shop, you know, he's selling, I'm selling. Right. But we exchange numbers, exchange information because he's like bro you, you you need to come to LA so you know without me talking to him or we having a conversation but in that relationship and network 
you know, you can't really create that opportunity, man, networking will take you a long way, like, networking and just keep your face card clean and your, you know, your social credibility clean because those things will take you a long way. People do a lot for you and a lot with you, so. That's what's up, man. Y'all take that information, man, and hey, utilize it. Don't just listen, man, you know, go out and act on it, you know. Be the greatest version of yourself. Facts. Every day. Facts. Hey, Mac, appreciate you for to, uh, coming through, man. man. Appreciate you for having me, bro. For appreciate sure, you for having sure, me. man. We wish you the best on our future endeavors, my guy. Same to you. For sure. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up.